Welcome to the GT Podcast, where we talk about all the things grit and tenacity, the power of showing up confidently and authentically in your life, sprinkling in sales training built for female entrepreneurs. Hello, girlfriends. I I want to check in with you. I want to see how is everybody feeling right now? It is officially November, and I feel like there's two types of people. You're either someone that decorates for Halloween or fall. Which which one are you? I'm a fall girl. I uh, you know, I bought Halloween decorations and set them up, and I was like, "What am I doing?" And I ended up taking them back because I was like, "Oh gosh, I just I'm a fall girl. I'm ready for fall, a new season." Um, and even even last night was Halloween as I'm recording. Before I went to bed, all of my any Halloween stuff that I had was up in the attic, <laughs> packed up, ready to go. Holiday season can get us really wrapped in a lot of different directions. If I'm already thinking about Christmas and I'm already thinking about putting my Christmas tree up. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I put mine up in November. Um, and so I just wanted to reach in and I wanted to touch base because I know it's about to get hectic, but I also wanted to just remind you to breathe, take a deep breath, take it all in. You are so important as individuals and your business deserves and, and really, um, demands that you take care of yourself so that you can be your best version of yourself for your family and for your business. And so I hope that you're taking the time for you. And I hope that you are spending this time listening to the podcast as I'm able to breathe some life and joy, um, into you and help you understand and know how you're, grit and your tenacity goes into um, all the things wonderful about you and how that shows up into your business. And so today I am so excited. I have a really special guest that I cannot wait to introduce you to. Um, Carrie Johnson is my very dear friend, mentor, and former colleague. I tell her all the time that she is someone that I want to be when I grow up. And I really mean that. Listen, I I believe that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And this woman, I'm telling you, she walks the walk. She oozes sincerity, generosity, elegance, and grace. I'll let Carrie share her version of the story. But when I met Carrie in 2008, yes, I'm taking you back to 2008. I'm also going to age myself a little bit, but that's okay. I, girlfriends, was a hot mess. Can anybody relate to that? Hot mess. Yes. And Carrie can share her version of the story, but I was in my late twenties. I was still trying to find out what I wanted in life. I was on the brink of a divorce, then actually going through a divorce. Um, I was going to school at night for my master's and then jumping into the deep end of the dating world all over again. So yeah, I had a lot going on. Carrie saw something special in me that I didn't see in myself at the time, and she took me under her wing and coached me. So without without me even knowing that I was being coached, that's the best kind, right? She challenged me. She inspired me in all the areas of my life. In fact, uh, my now husband of 11 years, thank you, yes, um, he would occasionally bring me coffee on his way to work in the mornings, and Carrie would say, he's the one, he's the one. And so later, our families would attend church together and life together. Carrie's husband is now my husband's aspire to be, um, and and he looks at him as for mentorship. And I'm sharing all of this because Carrie and her family have just been a really huge part of this journey. And every journey has a beginning. And this is where it all started for me looking back. 
Uh, and so without further ado, girlfriends, I want you to meet Carrie Johnson, who again is my dear friend, but also a former career and organizational consultant and development leader. Carrie, thank you so much for joining me today. I, I this is like a dream to me. I'm, I'm just, Aww. I'm so excited for this. Well, you are so sweet and those are huge accolades and I hope I can, I can live up to all of that. Wow. That's a, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> No pressure. You just be you and you will live up to every moment of it. I promise. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like you. I am a fall girl. I put away all of my fall decorations last night as the trigger treaters were exiting my porch. Um, cause I was ready to move on and I too will be putting up my Christmas tree, um, during the month of November. Um, that was going to be my first question. So thank you so much for just yes. go ahead and, and, and answering that. That's awesome. I am going to jump right in with, uh, with both feet into the holiday season and, and start the, the Christmas decorating. In fact, I was chuckling last night because as I was putting the fall decorations away, I was watching the Christmas commercials start to air and I thought, wow, they're not wasting any time either. So speaking no. of sales, they're, they're jumping right in with, uh, with their new sales ads for the, for the season. Yeah. Everything has, I think like so instant and at our fingertips that things have just gotten faster and faster. You know, I always remember my parents saying like, don't rush it. It goes by so fast, but I think it goes even faster these days for us because this stuff is just so accessible all the time. So before we dive in real quick, Carrie, I have a question for you. Help our audience understand what is a career in organizational consultant and development leader? Like, tell us a little bit about that. So really, there are two separate things, a career um, consultant and and really an organizational consultants help people and organizations that are going through times of change or transition. So with career consulting, um, when I was in that role, my primary focus was helping individuals who had been outplaced from organizations um, transition from that role, really help them identify their strengths, um, their talents, and how to transition that into a new opportunity. So doing a lot of coaching um, of individuals at all levels, really, um, from hourly workers all the way up to senior level executives. And then on the organizational consulting side, really helping companies that were also going through change and transition helping them to um, manage communication um, and really manage the people process of, of going through change and, and also helping them um, train, if you will, or coach their, their managers and people who never had to be part of a change or maybe letting members of their team go. And um, that's a real emotional process um, for companies and people. Absolutely. Culture change, you know, just there's a lot of feelings around that. And we talk a lot about feelings and sales and just how it is such a critical component. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're in business, you're in business with people. And so you have to understand um, what motivates people and, and, and how perceived, you know, whether intentional or not um, really, um, you know, affect somebody in, in their outlook on things as well. So I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So take um, us back, Carrie. Oh, were you gonna say I, I want to talk about, about the development yeah, yeah, yeah. because that was my big, um, that was my big transition, my big change in, in my career path. I was with, um, you know, right management, the company that where we first met from 2002 until 2018, which is a very kind of long stretch in yeah. this day and age. And in 2018, I left to, um, be, an annual fund director and alumni director, um, which basically is a development role where I was doing a lot of fundraising, which is 
a lot of, a lot of sales goes into fundraising as well, because you're, you're tying a donor, um, to an organization and, and, um, hoping, hoping that you're connecting, you know, their philanthropic goals, um, back to that organization. So from 2018 until 2022, um, I was in a development leader role, mm-hmm. um, in a private Christian school. I remember and Mabry, gosh, and she's just Mabry is uh Carrie's daughter that I have had the pleasure of getting to watch and know growing up. I mean, I remember her coming in with the pigtails, you know, and the cute dresses in the office. And now she's just a, a beautiful woman that has all the character traits of her mom, um, both inside and out. So uh that's right. You went to work with for her school, right? And then is that yeah, yeah. Six through twelve school and um she's graduating from uh, college in about four weeks, which I'm trying to wrap my mind around. <laughs> and what, co- what college? University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Woo! All right. My Tennessee fans, where are we at? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, Carrie, um, again, I-, I mentioned in the beginning just how this journey has been a journey. And I didn't just jump right into knowing that I was good at sales and maybe even coaching others at being good at sales and especially the female space. Um, and so hoping that you could help take us back to 2008. I told my very condensed version, but hoping that you can take us back to 2008 and, and set that up for us. Absolutely. Well, I, I was thinking about that this morning as I was you know, just preparing for our time together. And I remember when you came in and interviewed uh, for the role at Right Management, and it was um, it was an administrative role. And you came in and you were just dressed in a suit and so professional. And I thought, wow, here's somebody that you know is is really interested in this administrative role. And as you started talking, um, your background was really in sales and recruiting. And I thought, well why does this interest you? Why do you want to come into this administrative role? And I remember you sharing at the time that you were ready for a change. You needed to step out of sales and um, find something different. And, you know, that parallels a lot of the, the professionals that I've coached who really are looking at a bridge role until they discover what's what's next for them. Um, and I think that's okay. I think it's important to kind of stop reassess and, and find what's next, um, and really being intentional about that. Um, you came into the role and I thought Gwen's going to be great because, you know, you were greeting, um, our clients as they were first coming into a career transition program, Um, you were genuine and authentic and warm and they were coming into a place um, for the first time after being let go from a company and they were down and and not feeling um, very confident. And so I knew that you were the right fit um, to greet them with a smile and, and, and welcome them as they were coming in. And really, you know, you were that first impression and um, that was really, really important. Um, as I got to know you more um, and just find out about your personal life and your your goals and your you know your career path, um, and you you called yourself a hot mess, and I would not say that at all. I don't I don't ever remember you being a hot mess. Just remember that you were just in this time of change, and I felt like you know the the job that you were hoping for wasn't really the 
the ideal job that you had thought it was, it might be. Um, you mentioned that you were going through a time of, of strife with your, your marriage and ended up going, um, going through a divorce. And, you know, all of those things were pretty significant for someone at a young age. Um, and yet you were so eager for the what's next. And so I thought, well, maybe I can, maybe I can help a little bit. Um, and I'm so grateful that you did. You really, <laughs> I, I mean that in all sincerity, like you, you just really put me on that path. You helped open my eyes to what was possible. I, I think that I was really having some limiting beliefs on what was possible with my circumstances in the here and the right now. And I was looking at a lot of the, the, the hurdles that I was going to have to overcome. Um, and you just really helped to focus and dial that in. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for that. Well, and you know, the role that you had been in at the time was a recruiting role. And I think as I look back and I remember our conversations and really that's what we were having all this time, we were having girl talk, lots of conversations in, um, the environment was not good. Um, and, and it was a difficult environment for you to thrive in. Um, and I said, well, let's, let's look at some assessments. And we were using the, the Berkman assessment tool, um, in our coaching program. Um, and the Berkman really looks at your strengths in, in your, and maps that sort of against environments and, and looks at ideal situations, um, and career opportunities in which you would thrive. And it's based on four colors. And I remember Gwen, you came up solid green, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Remind me, what does that mean? Like I've told totally- green means that you are a people person and that you will thrive in a sales type of environment. I didn't um, remember the green, but I remember you telling me sales and I was like, absolutely not. And you were, you were hesitant. And I said, but you know, Gwen, you are, you're authentic. You connect with people. Um, you believe strongly in things, um, you have strong convictions and all of those things really, you know, convey well into a sales role. Um, and so I saw that and I think you had to sit with that for a minute <clears throat> and I did. think about it. I was it. like, oh my God, <laughs> it's like, okay. And, 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 and for my audience here, let me just tell you the things that were going through my head, right? As I was sitting through this, I was listening to my dad who again, love him, but it's our, it's our friends and our family's job to keep us safe. At least they think. Right. And so they were like, no, no, that's risky. That's hard. That's unstable. You know, you're always grinding. You never get vacation time. And, and those were all the things I'm like, but I don't want that, but I don't want that. Um, and I, as you all know, at this point, like I just have discovered a really great, way that feels good on how to connect with my girlfriends. And that's what I feel like I'm doing every day. And that's called sales. So, yeah. And when you were greeting our clients that came in the door, you were building relationships with them and connecting with them and, and asking questions and finding out about them and all those things that were, you were doing naturally to, to put them at ease is all something that's part of the selling process and it, but it's very natural to you. Um, and I think someone from the outside looking in saw that, and it just was a matter of sort of guiding in that direction a bit. Giving a little push. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. And so then much. there was Len. Len was also selling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. He knew my love language coffee. <laughs> I remember Len would come in the office 
and he would always bring, he would bring flowers or Starbucks and he would always bring your star, your particular Starbucks drink. I cannot remember what it was. It changed over the years, but he still gets it right. (laughs) He still gets it right. And I said, Gwen, you know, that's, that's intentional. That's someone who is, you know, seeking you out and being intentional, um, with remembering a very specific thing that you love. Um, pay attention to this one. I think, I think this is, this is one that could, could be right for you. So 11 years later, I love that. Well, more than 11 years at that point, but 11 years married and very happily married. And you are so right. The intent, the intent is so important. Your intentions behind every action, you know, when things start to become scripted or start to become, you know, with a feeling of panic of you need to do this because otherwise, you know, you feel like things are going to fall apart. That's translated, right? Like intent with just genuineness and authenticity is what, again, people relate to and and who people want to do business with. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it was also important just to convey that because you didn't find the ultimate position right out of the gate or even in your, your personal life, your, your first marriage wasn't all that you had hoped it would be, um, not to let those things define you. Um, and, and really prohibit you from moving forward. And I loved that you were just willing to pause, reevaluate and take the next step. Um, but to really be intentional about it. Oh, thank you. I actually, you know, Carrie, I heard someone say recently that, um, action breeds confidence. And so for me, the divorce, I looked at, it's a mindset thing, right? Like I, I looked at the divorce of what are the opportunities and where can I find personal growth in this? And quite honestly, up until that point, I had never lived by myself. I had gone from, you know, high school to college living with dorm roommates to, you know, off campus with roommates to being engaged and living. And I'd never lived by myself. And it was one of the scariest things I've ever had to do, but I did it in large part because I needed to prove to my own self that I could. And that is part of the the foundations that we build on to have confidence, right? Is like, we, we have to be able to reference. I've survived. I survived that, you know? Um, and so what's the worst thing that happened? Nothing. I grew from that, right? Like, no, there's no harm. There's no foul. No one died. Right. And so like, we are, we're growing. Um, so thank you for, thank you for saying that and, and, and noticing that that's so sweet of you. Cause, cause that, yeah, that is how I, tried to look at that and anything that we go through from that perspective. And I know on another episode coming up soon, we'll dive into some of your trials and tribulations um, that you've had and how you've overcome those so gracefully as well. But going back to 2008, one of the other things that helped to really build my confidence is also, unfortunately, being a part of the 2008-2009 recession. And if you were part of that, you remember that the housing market crashed, that people were losing their jobs left and right. There was just a ton of angst. Um, and I, I really feel like that opportunity I was given was one timely because it just helped again with a different mindset, but then two, so humbling and yet eye-opening and just in, in greeting these individuals. And like you said earlier, you coached people from hourly workers all the way up to high level executives. And so for me, one of the biggest takeaways of that time was really understanding that we're all human. We all bleed. We all have problems outside of work at home, 
They just may look different, but we all have problems. We all have stressors. Um, we all have dreams, we, but, but more importantly, the one thing that I've just always kept in the back of my head, is like, we all put our pants on the same way, one leg at a time. And I really have a hard time understanding when other people, whether, you know, you're in a workplace or whatever, put so much importance on somebody's title. For me, it's what kind of human being are you? You know, are you given to me as much as I'm trying to give to you? Like your title doesn't mean anything to me because I saw these high level executives get displaced or um, career transitioned or laid off or whatever you want to call it at the same time in the same way that their administrative assistant did. And I saw them walk through the same doors, you know, get the same level of transition services, depending on what company they were with. And at the end of the day, they went from, you know, being on this uneven playing field to being on a completely even level playing field. And that was just so incredibly eye-opening for me. And I've taken that with me along this journey. And I'd love to get your perspective on that. It's, you know, I, I look back at that time and and you're right. It was across the board. It was the hourly worker and the senior level executive and, you know, coming into an organization where a senior level um, leader had been let go or displaced. Um, I, I remember walking into one, one company when I, I was, you know, talk, talking to them about their transition package and what services were going to be available to them. And I, I remember this vividly. You can see the eye roll as you walk in the door, you know, here's, here's a professional female that's coming into this room with a senior executive leader. What could she possibly have to offer to me at this point? I have just been let go. Um, and I, I remember at, at, at the beginning of my career that that used to really bother me. And um, then I thought, you know what, put on my big girl pants today. I'm going to do this. I, I'm going to help you. <laughs> I'm going to help you. But you were selling too at that moment. You just didn't that's even know right. it. That's right. And, and so I remember that I, I would, I sat down with this one particular individual and he wouldn't even look at me. And I said, look, I know you've had just the worst day in the world. I said, but we are here to help you. And, and we provide, you know, coaching services. Um, we can help you as you look for new opportunities. We can help you with networking and still wasn't looking at me. And I remember, I remember the hook was, I said, look, you could go out and spend hundreds of, of dollars for a professional resume service. Let us help you. If you do nothing else, come in, let us help you build a fantastic resume and a professional bio. Um, and that's what got him. That's what got him through the door to actually come in and, um, and use our transition services. And the, the irony of that is he ended up using the full program and um, wrote us a really great review at the end. And, um, you know, sometimes you just have to remember, you have to meet people where they are at that moment and, um, and know that, you know, he was, he was dismissing me in some ways, but he was hurt. He was thinking about going home to his family at the end of that day. And so just really trying to figure out how I connect um, at that point in time. And sometimes it's just that first connection. And then once you get them, you know, through the door and committed, um, 
it just, it will foster um, a relationship from there. I love that. There's so many, so many great takeaways in that. And I think, you know, meeting them where they are absolutely hundred percent, but I think too, when someone says no, or, or, you know, just gives you that, ad- it's not, it's not personal. Right. And I think, I think we need, it's, it's, we, as women, we take, we wear emotions on our sleeves, at least I do. And so, you know, it's a little bit of a training and a little bit of a, a mindset thing of saying like, it's, it's not me, it's, it's the environment or it's something else happening and being able to release that so that you can, again, meet them where they are. And I just, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. What's interesting about that, that particular day in that meeting was um, later on in the day, I was actually in another meeting with um, a lower level employee who um, wouldn't come out from underneath the desk because he was just so crushed and heartbroken. And how was he going to go home and, and talk to his family? And so, you know, going back to meeting people where they are, we sat under the desk and I remember sitting under the desk with him for probably an hour or so. And we called his wife and, um, just had a wonderful conversation and he too ended up coming in and taking full advantage of the service. And I think he was one of the first to land, um, back in a new role. Um, but again, just, I remember that I, I remember, like I had forgotten that until you just mentioned, it. and I have goosebumps as literally goosebumps as you just say that, because again, I just speak, this goes like, not everybody would do that. I don't care who you are, you know, but again, it goes back to just one, the kind of person that you are, you know, I think back then, maybe you might think, oh gosh, is this person suicidal? It's, you know, it like, what is happening? This is not a, a, a normal reaction, you know, to something that is so big. And again, you just rolled up your sleeves and said, yep, we're doing this and we're doing it together. And I think it goes back to you help enough people, you know, get what they need and want. Like you are going to get and need what you want in this life too. And I just, selling is about helping. It is about connecting people to solutions and opportunities, um, selflessly, you know, that is what selling is about. And you are just, yeah, it was an interesting, an interesting day, an interesting time. And I remember shortly after that, somebody asked me, you know, how do you do what you do? How do you go into companies where you know that they're letting employees go and, And I would think that that would just be so difficult. And I said, you know, that's a really good question. I said, but I thank God every day that it's me. I said that it's me that's going in there. I said, because I pray, um, I care about them. I said, and it, it, it could be somebody else that, that didn't care or, or didn't have an interest in this, in this person. Um, and so, and, and it's an opportunity, it's an opportunity to build a relationship and to help someone. And, um, you know, you, you have to have the mindset that, it, you know, it, I, I was, the, I was the one who was chosen to, yeah. to be here in, in and years later, part of God's plan. Yeah. And years later, we were just talking about this before we hopped on how many people have circled back to you years and years and years later. I mean, that was 2018. We're in 2023, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. How so. many, you know, how many or 2008? Yeah. 18. Yeah, exactly. See, like how many years later are people still, because they remember you because you had impact because you were genuine and authentic. And again, we talk a lot about on this, this podcast that you sell every single day. You just, sometimes you just don't even know it, you know, but, but selling is a part of this world and everything that you do. And I know that you, 
you didn't go into that thinking, okay, I'm going to get on this floor with this guy and I hope to get something out of this at the end of it, right? Just having gone through 2008, what are some of the lessons learned and maybe some advice that you would give someone in the career world now, um, you know, to make sure that they're they're never in that situation? Well, I think one of the, one of the big things is, um, don't be afraid to seek out coaching along the way, um, as part of your ongoing career development. Um, occasionally I still find myself in a, in a coaching role and I always encourage, um, professionals to surround themselves with maybe three to five people that can almost act like a personal advisory board. Um, Someone that could maybe be devil's advocate, someone who's in the same industry that you are, that you can um, bounce problems or concerns off of and will, you know, understand the trends and what's going on in the industry to help you stay current. Um, Someone who could offer a good um, mentorship. I think it's really important to have these people as part of your lives um, to offer just ongoing um, personal development. That's really important. Also making sure that you still feel like your strengths are being utilized in whatever role you're in. I feel like a lot of times um, professionals will confuse skills and strengths. Mm. I've coached a lot of um, young professionals um, especially who are in their 20s, um, maybe mid to late 20s, who are coming out of a role and and we're talking about what what what's the next for them. And they say, well, I don't want to go back to accounting. Well, why did you want to go into accounting? Well, I was always really good at math. Well, that's a skill, but not a strength. Um, So really understanding um, the differences between things that you're good at and things that you're interested in and and you really enjoy doing um, and and sort of checking in with yourself and making sure that your strengths are still being utilized in the role that you're in and not being afraid to potentially make a change at some point in time. Yeah, I I love that. And I also think that there are soft skills that we have that are translatable across industries, you know? And so like, you're not stuck, right? In, in one industry, you have skills that are, you know, needed and wanted and, and can be utilized in just about any business world, really. Um, so I love that. And, and the coaching aspect of things, and in case you didn't already know this, um, you are on my personal advisory board. Um, you're like El Presidente. So I just, you know, make sure you put that on your resume, Gwen Tinsley personal advisory board. I'm sure that'll get you everywhere you need to go. Um, say that totally joking. It's already you are on my personal day. advisory board. Which, by the way, you should keep updated. Um, what, your resume? Your resume all the time. Um, Not only a resume, but a good professional um, bio as well. And um, one of my my best coaching tricks, I think, um, was just to to encourage um, people to keep a hard copy. I know that seems you know pretty antiquated, but a hard copy of their resume somewhere where they could access it quickly. And when they have an accomplishment, when they've done something that needs to be documented, flip that that resume over and just hand write it on the back so that you don't forget it. So put the accomplishment yep. on and put the date because those things are so important. 
Um, I actually, so I think I got this from you, not surprising, but I actually create, and so if anybody else wants to steal this idea, by all means, feel free, but I actually create a Google doc at the beginning of every year. And it says Gwen's accomplishments and, and it's mapped out by the month. And so I don't care if it's the littlest thing. I mean, I'm trying to think of something I go, it goes on my, my accomplishment doc, because when you, because life is hard, right? Let's be honest. And when you need to one, have a pick me up and say, I am that awesome person that I think that I am and that this world, you know, tells me that I am. And this one person or this one situation is not going to define me because look at all of these years of evidence and history of the great, amazing things that I've been able to do. So it's a great reference point for you to go and do that. But then also you start to see patterns and trends and you can see, okay, this, you know, I really spent a lot of time in this area or, you know, communication is a really people connecting is a really great thing. And you can certainly extract a lot of just, um, personal Intel from that experience. So I love that. I love that. And I think coaching in general, you know, seeking out coaching as an ongoing career management process is just so important. Um, if you're not learning, you're not growing. That's what I say. That's right. And it's good for personal and professional development. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, as we round out here, Carrie, and, um, we, we get ready to close. I, I know that this most recent position that you had, um, was in the nonprofit world. And so I'd love to, and it was in a sales role, if you will. And so I'd love to just kind of hear your take and your experience in that. Um, tell me a little bit about that world for you. So I had always been involved in fundraising, but sort of in a volunteer, in a volunteer capacity. Um, and I was asked to come in and, and take on this particular position. And at first I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to, to ask people to give money to an organization, you know, a, a nonprofit. And I don't know if I could ask somebody to give money. And I had to think about that. And then I thought, I have spent the last 18 years sitting in front of people, asking them to trust me um, with, you know, their career transition and, and their career path and have coached people. And I thought, this is not that, that different. I can surely, <laughs> I can surely do this. And it it is a sales process for sure, because you have to go into um, a one-on-one -on -one meeting with a potential donor and really ask questions and listen and find out what drives their philanthropic passions, what connects them back to this, to this nonprofit organization. Is it, you know, the, the, the Christian biblical component um, that their child is, is getting as part of their education? Is it um, the amazing math teacher <laughs> that takes a special interest? Is it that we have great athletic facilities. I mean, it's different for every single donor and just listening and asking questions and then providing um, solutions, if you will, um, but providing opportunities to connect um, a gift back to that particular interest um, and inviting them. Yeah, that's, that. you know, again, we talk a lot about getting to the why and 
the emotional why and naturally curious, like why, why this organization and not this one over here, you know, why, what does this mean to you? What is this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and the trusting piece of it. Absolutely. Again, that goes back to those transferable skills. Like you spent 18 years asking people to trust you and it's no different here. But I think one key thing is going back to the right management thing is you believed that you can make a difference in somebody's life by by helping them bridge that gap of being unemployed to employed and 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 you did that and it, amazingly i mean you were incredible at it you went over and beyond clearly you believed in that though you there was a there was a resolve right you were that solving that problem nonprofit organizations volunteering right that is a a softer um there's not so much maybe of a clear problem to solve, but you had belief in the product. You believed in what you were doing. Believe in the in the product or yeah. the organization. Both. Like how that just really drives you. Like you could you do could you do that if you didn't believe in it? Uh not at all. Right. In in fact, um, I don't think any any fundraiser, anyone in sales could in good conscience go out and, and ask someone to believe in something that they didn't themselves believe in first. Um, as, as part of that, um, I mentioned that, that I was the annual fund director. So I, I was in charge of all of the annual giving for the school. And I always made sure that mine was the first gift given because I could not go out and ask someone else in good conscience to support something that I wasn't a hundred percent in support of myself. Um, and so when I was asking someone, will you join me? I, I was asking them, would they join me? Because, you know, I, I was committed. Um, you literally, you were literally asking them to join you because you had just done what you were asking them to do. Correct. And, and I, I couldn't ever in good conscience ask someone, um, to join me in something that, you know, I wasn't read readily or, or, um, willingly, you know, in support of, or a part of, um, and, and that was always very important. And I think that goes back to being authentic. Um, you have to be authentic. You have to believe in your product, in your organization. Um, and, you know, I was also asking, um, people to give during COVID, um, which was a very interesting time for everybody. You know, people weren't working and yet we, we still had to have fundraising dollars coming in to support our budget. And, you know, I was trying to, to ask people who were already in, you know, a difficult situation. And what I found in, in, in that time was that people were willing to help people. And so, I would really share stories about students who might not be able to return for their last year of high school because um, we didn't have enough financial aid to support all of the particular students who were in need. Could they help a student? Would they be willing to to help this this young lady or this young man um, graduate from a school that they had been at for you know six or seven years and um, Connecting those stories um, to people um, really made all of the difference in the world. And, and people are willing 
are willing to help when they really understand, or they're willing to buy in when they really understand um, the need, the product, um, or how it could ultimately impact them. Well, I would argue that you made all the difference in the world. And I would argue that your personal brand is what makes you and everything that you touch so successful, Carrie. And I mean that like to the bottom of my heart, like I'm going to get emotional just like thinking about how much impact like you've had on, on my life. And just really, when I said that this woman walks the walk, I mean, she just showed an example of how, you know, she couldn't dare ask someone to join if she hadn't joined herself. And so I just, um, I'm getting teary eyed thinking about it. Ah, but anyway, um, and that's what I mean by like, you set the example. And I think that you could be selling, (laughs) iced Eskimos and like people would buy because it is you. And it's like, yes, I believe everything that she has to say. She's so incredibly authentic and genuine and everything comes from just a place of gold in her heart. And, and so, so, you know, as we, as we just kind of wrap things up here, you know, as an action item for, for you all that are listening is like, if you don't feel, if you feel a little bit of a rub in your business and you feel that, maybe you aren't connecting with people, I would say, ask, ask why, look, take a look. Are you doing what you're asking others to do? Are you really being authentic? Are you hiding yourself for some reason because you're afraid um, to put yourself out there? And, and all I would say is when you're authentic, things just start happening to you, for you, because um, that's, what, that's what people crave. Thank you so, so much, much for tuning into this episode of the GT Podcast, the where we talk about all things grit and tenacity. Remember, your grit is the best part of you. It's the person you are today. It's what people are actually buying from you. Nobody cares how much you know or what you have to sell until they know how much you care about them. Until next time, stay gritty, girlfriends.